Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. in Paris for the first time since uh, I left Paris on the morning after the the Tour de France at the end of July uh, this year. Nice to be back, just arrived at the uh, the Gare du Nord, uh, sunshine and showers, quite warm and uh, and it's pretty busy in town, what with the Rugby World Cup final and everything. Um, I'm going to make my way now uh, to the Metro though, where I'm going to um, nip down to the Place de la Madeleine or close to there and check in to the uh, and this is going to be rather bizarre I'm going to check into the Hotel Alisson which is uh, where we normally stay for the Tour de France um, out of context but I'm here um, for a couple of reasons because tonight is the Velo d'Or ceremony the first time there's actually been a ceremony and it's going to be co-presented by David Miller in French and I'm a guest there and tomorrow morning is the route presentation of the 2024 the 111th Tour de France and I'm going to be there for that with David as well so um, a double reason to come to the French capital dressing room at Studio Gabriel, which is mind-blowingly over the top. I don't think I've ever been in a studio with as many lights and tech and people. A bit different to just me and Gary and a cameraman. Um, it's absolutely terrifying. Uh, I've been here since Saturday, got here at like 8am on Saturday and then we're straight to L'Equipe HQ. They're the people who organise it. They also organise Ballon d'Or, a big football event. Um, and they've decided to do a football, a cycling equivalent to that football one. And this is the first one. And it's the whole Ballon d'Or team organising it. So it's no holds barred um, how professional it is. I wondered when I got here why I needed three days of full rehearsals, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um... I became quickly aware why, especially when, when I signed up for this in September, I was assured that my part would be in English um, because they wanted it to be international. So it would be me and, and Claire Bricon, who's the co-host, um, herding French and me doing English. Got to the rehearsals on Saturday, um, opened the script, and it was all in French. And I nearly died. Uh, I don't speak French very often these days. Uh, not since I left France in 2004. So uh, I've had to kind of relearn my French all over again. <sighs> it's been a very daunting three days to the point I just get back to my hotel after rehearsal and then just lock myself in my room and just keep reading the script over and over again. To the point where I think I, I melted my brain because yesterday I couldn't even speak French. Uh, so that was uh, a very anxious and worried filled day yesterday because I was useless but then I just stopped looking at it and woke up this morning and it seems to have sunk in more but anyway you know they say do hard things but this is really hard um yeah so we'll see how it goes I mean the good thing is that it's like it's only gonna have Christian Prudhomme and the Amory the people who own the Tour de France in the audience and you know the who's who of French cycling here you know, no stress. 
Oh, David, I've just listened to that voice note now, and uh, I'm, you have my sympathies. It does sound, it sounds nerve-wracking. Good luck, you'll ace it. I know that you will. So I've um, made my way in the metro to the, the Hotel Alison, checked in. Not long, actually, before I need to get a tie on and wander up to the uh, to the ceremony, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to now, especially since I've heard David's little voice note. But it was great just checking in at the hotel, because... I've literally been coming here since 2003, every single July, but never in October. And so I just checked in and the uh, manageress who I talk to every year came bustling out of the desk behind. She'd been, she'd seen I'd reserved a room and had been waiting for me to arrive. And we had a long chat about this, that, the other. She said how many guests they've had for the Rugby World Cup from all over the world and how these sporting events are great. She's looking forward to the Olympics next year. And then she said, are you in town for the root presentation of the tour? Because everyone knows about it. And I went, yes, of course, tomorrow morning. And she said, and what about the Velo d'Or ceremony? Are you going to that this evening? And I went, yeah. And she goes, well, it's just up the road, isn't it? I said, I know. We had this little conversation. And then she said, would you mind terribly if I, um, if I, would you, could you possibly do me a favor? Could I ask for a favor? She gave me her nephew's CV, who's a second year sports journalist here in, in Paris. And he wants to forge a connection with ASO and the Tour de France. And um, she, she wants me to try and put this, his, his, her nephew's CV into the hands of someone important this evening. So I, have to, I don't know. I'll do my best. I might, I might just give it to David because that counts as important, doesn't it? Right, I've just got time. <coughs> I've just nipped out. That's the sound of a Valib docking. Uh, so I picked up a Valib near the Place de la Madeleine and then I've just crossed over a little 10 minute bike ride over to the left bank. Because um, I think I've just about got time to pop in to the American Library in Paris, which is uh, right next to the Eiffel Tower, actually. Um, because I think, I don't know, a while ago, um, when, when 1923 got published, they said they were going to enter it. Didn't win, by the way, before, before anyone gets excited on my behalf. Enter it for the Special American Library uh, Prize um, for an English language book which furthers the understanding of French culture. Anyway, it was shortlisted, but didn't win. I don't know what won, actually. Um, but they said that they were going to, for six months, keep it on display in the American Library in Paris. So I'm going to pop in and see if, they, see if it is. <laughs> Isn't it really? Yeah, it's a bit, it's a little bit awkward because um, I, I it's quite big actually, and I've been wandering around for ten minutes on three floors, and um, I can't, I can't, I can't see any display, and uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm far too embarrassed to ask really. Uh, it was there. In the end, I found it. Um, there was a little neglected corner of the library where they keep the, the magazines and the cookbooks. And there they had the American uh, Book Prize submissions. And um, they, they had about... They had about uh, actually, a surprising amount of submissions. There must have been about 30 books there. And um, uh, quite a few of them were, were kind of on little stands, display stands. And then some of the less important ones were just... Uh, you know, stacked up towards the end, and uh, mine was the penultimate book on the left-hand side, probably in the remotest corner of the American Library. In fact, right, it's what time is it now? It's uh, six o'clock. I better get going because uh, they shut the doors at six forty-five. Got to be inside before then. I wonder what David's doing, pacing his green room nervously. I know that feeling. Good luck, David. Well, 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 well. Significant hubbub. There's a, there's a red carpet. There are paparazzis at the moment, just snapping a picture of Marion Rousse. And uh, none of the big name riders are yet to arrive, but hundreds of people here already. And um, just bumped into Gary Verity. Uh, had a quick word with him, name from the past. <coughs> and uh, yeah, this is it.
Bienvenue pour cette toute première cérémonie du Vélo d'Or, un trophée créé en 1992 par Vélo Magazine, un trophée qui méritait une soirée prestigieuse dans un lieu d'exception comme le pavillon Gabriel. Nous sommes à Paris sur les Champs-Élysées, théâtre de l'arrivée du Tour de France. Un grand merci à tous d'être avec nous ce soir. Euh, merci et félicitations à tous les champions, vous les cyclistes, vous qui battez sur le vélo. Élu par 36 journalistes du monde entier, le Vélo d'Or 2023 est... Jonas Vingegaard. Sorry, I cannot be there tonight, but it's a big honor for me to win the Vélo d'Or award. Yeah, when I see all the, the names winning it in the past, it's a crazy feeling to, to also now have been the winner of it. And uh, I'm very happy to, to meet the, the icon uh, of cycling, uh, Eddie Max, who is going to give this uh, yeah, award to me. And uh, it's, it's very special. He's such a big icon and always winning every year round. And I'm always trying to do the same and, and try to win all the races that I'm that I'm doing and uh, yeah, I'm very happy with it at least and uh, yeah, thank you for that and uh, have a good evening. Hello, par 36 journalistes du monde entier, Marion, à vous l'honneur. Félicitations à Demi Vollering. Demi, how do you feel? Thank you. Thank you. It's of course a big honor, so it's nice. <laughs> Demi, when you were a schoolgirl, you would write in a little book, I want to be a cyclist. What a journey you've been on since then. What would you say to that little girl now? Yeah, it's amazing, of course. And sometimes in races, I try to remember me as a little girl uh, because I, I love racing so much. Uh, so it's always a big motivation for me to, uh, yeah. To, to keep that in mind, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I, I, I'm really proud, so it's, it's cool. Yeah, I got, I got a gift bag. You got a gift bag too, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. You basically hosted the whole thing and you get a gift bag as well. I was a surprise when I came out and they gave me a gift, and it didn't even, you know, it's just a natural instinct. I didn't feel like saying no, because I yeah. just presented it, and probably this is for guests, but... Have you seen what's inside? I know, useless to me, a bottle of champagne. Yeah, useless to you, but also, have you seen the other thing? I was quite excited about that. Oh, I was so excited about it! I know. <laughs> it's so it's cool. It's a little credit Lyonnais cyclist, isn't it? A, a victory story. It actually looks like on a cool bike and everything. It's mega. Hey, well done. Thanks, Ned. Well done. That was high pressure. You oh. did great. Two languages, Eddie Merckx, Bernardino, Demi Follering, Lottie Capecchi, Christophe Laporte. Christophe Laporte. Christophe Laporte was the only male cyclist who turned up. That was just shocking, isn't it? <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not shocking, it's cycling. But I think also, because we've never had an event like that, have we? So they can't be bothered. Yeah. But at the same time, all the women cyclists could be bothered. They put in a big effort. Yeah, completely. They were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing. It's kind of weird that it's never happened before. Like, I had to, I wasn't quite sure that it hadn't happened. Like, the Vela Door has been around since 1992. 1992, yeah. Miguel Lindoran. And it? this year was the second female. And member. the second, so Annemiek van Fluten won the first women's one last year. But there's ne I didn't realize there's never been a ceremony. I know. It's just like they've handed them the trophy or it's been yeah. sent FedEx. You no, know, you always have to go to Le Keep to get it. Oh. So even the trophies that were handed to Richard Plug and the uh, what's their names? The Chris and. The, 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 mood, the mood hoovers yeah, yeah. of um, Alperson. Alperson, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, they don't get to take it back. Basically, Lakeep and I take those trophies and make them come to Lakeep to come and collect them. So, okay. yeah, so they're trying to work that out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it is cycling needs a ceremony like that because it actually is quite cool. You know, if you're a cyclist, to have an opportunity to get dressed up and go and do something special, closes the season. I don't know. Look where we are. 
look where we are, the Hotel Crillon, just to our left, we've got the Place de la Concorde, we're basically in the, where the old Zone Technique used to be, where we used to walk to work oh, on the yeah. final day, like li literally, kind of, Elysee Palace to our left, Place de la Concorde, the obelisk, very cool. That was cool. It was Eddie Merckx and Bernardino showing up. I was gonna say, I was gonna say. Yeah. That reminds me of the first year of The Ruler Live, where they had Eddie Merckx. And you kind of go, where'd you go from there? I know. But you had Eddie Merckx and Bernardino on stage at the same together. time. Together. That was daunting, kind of talking. Actually, it wasn't. Once it starts off, it's almost like you're, even though they're legends, they're, you kind of got that pro cyclist kind of connection. You know what I mean? Actually, they looked just as uncomfortable as I felt. So, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> this, is, this is apples. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It was quite funny because the Eddie Merckx trophy, which is that a new thing? That's a that's new thing. thing. Yeah. So, so the, the, the Eddie Merckx trophy is for classic winners. Yeah. And your, your, I don't know who scripted your thing, but your question to him was, um, yeah, I know what's was, was, was basically kind of like, was uh, it, uh, it was um, teeing him up to say the classics were special. Yeah, that uh, was uh, it. You said I, I you won so many races. You won sprints. Yeah. You won mountain. All in French. For moi, la course plus magique, c'était le Tour de France. Et ben, 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 Eddie, pour vous, c'était lequel? And yeah. he was like, Tour de France. Yeah. And he went, Tour de France. <laughs> I went, ah, shit. shit. Yeah. Well, that wasn't, yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. But that's Eddie. He can say what he likes. Well, yeah. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, and then when he started kind of the list of races he liked, let's face it, he loved all of them. That's why he won all of them. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Looking well, wasn't he? He's looking really well, yeah. I've seen him for a few years. Looking really well. now? 80 million. Like, he's had a few health problems, hasn't he? But I thought he looked really well. And Axel Merckx was there, his son, and his, yeah. the family, the Bernardino sons came on. Never seen them before. Never seen Bernardino's sons before. One of them bears cool. a little bit of a resemblance to him. Yeah. Kind of like that robust Breton, Breton, Breton farmer. farmer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other one looks slightly more urbane, didn't he? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Breton. Yeah. Breton. Breton urbane. Yeah. yeah. But all in all. Yeah. Glad it's over, Ned. I bet. Four That's days of... Like, well, yeah. I mean, it's, I sent him a message. I didn't even know it was going to be in French. Yeah. And so that was a hugely terrifying... I mean, it's... Because also, like, just having... Being the anchor and having the earpiece in and being, yeah. like, in control and, like, having to... That's a whole different function, isn't it, as well? Oh, like, well something you, you're good at. You're professional at. But, I mean, it's a good experience. And you kind of you suddenly kind of realise... Well, I two languages. How, I always knew how difficult it was. The two languages thing is just a rub, because it. I can speak French, but my French. We spoke about this. I kind of speak colloquial bike racer French most of the time, yeah. and the original script was quite proper French, yeah. and with a lot of unnecessary words, yeah. and kind of it sounds beautiful. And that's when you realise how beautiful French can sound when it's properly, kind of actually spoken and written. Yeah. But we had to kind of take it all out and simplify it for me to yeah. to kind of get by. But even then, you slip up and you've got nowhere to go. Yeah. That's the, the thing. So I was so kind of tied to the script. I was like, yeah, oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. anywho. Yeah. Oh, no, well done. And then we had a little drink afterwards. Like, there are a few luminaries knocking around. There were very few, actually. You learned an interesting fact about Richard Plug, Richard Plug. Yeah. Who's the general manager of... Jumbo, Jumbo, who are going to be Visma Lisa bike next year. Um, that he used to be, and I genuinely don't know why I didn't know this, but he used to be the a newspaper, a, like a, no cycling mag magazine editor of the Dutch version of Pro Cycling magazine, amongst other things. Awesome. And you know what? And this goes back. You'd think, for that reason, his public relations person well would be better. <laughs> well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turn that one a little bit harder yeah. again, because. Jonas Vingegaard won the Velo d'Or, and was he here, David? No, he wasn't. And Matthew Van... Oh, and, and you were saying... I mean, well, it's... It's unsubstantiated yeah, rumours, but we'll go with it anyway. But um, he's, I, we, we understand he's going to be there tomorrow at the route presentation, and one of the reasons that's quite straightforward for him is that we think he may have been, or maybe even be, in Euro Disney with the family. So I'm going to take a picture of these trousers, my sister. Gucci. Gucci. He's literally got his phone out in uh, yeah, a couple of... How much would they cost, do you reckon? Oh, probably about 600 euros or something, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, Jumbo Visma. Yeah, all over that. Uh, and now, we're, no, cut a long story short, now we're going back to a very familiar cafe that we know quite yeah. well, the Café Madeleine. Which is surreal because whenever I come to Paris now, it's, it's kind of basically just revisiting the Tour de France memories. And my hotel they put me in, I came downstairs that first morning on Saturday. 
I was dropping my luggage off before going for the first rehearsal. <laughs> and I was like, hang on a second. And I was like, I sent a photo to you and he was like, yep, that's the place. It's where we have dinner after the Tour de France yeah. with the ITV team. Yeah. Last time I was here with, with, with Jackie Kenyuk, Pete Kenyuk. All the whole lot. So, yeah, there we go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, it's the morning after the uh, the Vélo d'Or, and I'm standing outside the, the Hôtel de Madeleine, right next to the Café Madeleine, opposite the Madeleine, in a, a rather drizzly Paris morning, waiting for David to come back from his run. And I can just see him now, walking past the Café Madeleine. Morning. Hello. Hi, Ned. Hello. How you doing? Sorry about this. I've run out. I'm really time poor. I've got, yeah, I've no, got a dash. Like, 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 yeah. You had a sleepless night. I did. I thought I was going to sleep so well. It's the first night in, I don't know, it feels like a lifetime that I went to bed not kind of reciting French phrases. <laughs> it was a big deal. And I, that was what was really cool about it, because I think it's what, it's one of the reasons I said before, it's, cycling needs that. You know, cycling, we used to like the fact, I think when we're romantic about the past of cycling, we almost look as much like the pictures of the cyclists off the bike, looking smart and yeah. looking beautifully well attired, and chic, the Jacques Anquetil, the Hugo Coblet, even Merckx looks amazing off the bike. We never really get these moments, so true, that isn't is so it? True. There was a class to but professional cycling. Hopefully now the Velodor is now going to continue to grow and grow and grow yeah, yeah. and become a kind of Yeah, a hopefully the Tour de France winner turns up. Turns up, that would be nice. Any of the blokes. from Jonas, yeah. Any of the any blokes. Any of the blokes other than Christophe Laporte. Christophe Laporte, legend. Yeah, yeah. Legend. But yeah, it was really disappointing that the, the men didn't turn up. Yeah, I mean, it was the first one, wasn't it? It was the first one, and this is the point. This is because they, why would they? In the past, the Velodor has just been, you had to go to the L'Equipe office, and have a lunch with the journalists, yeah, get your, have a photograph and it'll go on the cover of Velo magazine. Yeah. And so they had no idea what to expect. I mean, hopefully they'll now look at this and go, holy crap, that's a big and cool event. And it's a reason to get dressed up and, and hang out. But going back to Eddie Merckx and Bernardino, I was thinking about that. Those awards are now going to be forever be there, yeah. you know? And, it's, and as you say, before long, it, it's amazing how quickly time passed. In 20, 30 yeah. years, those awards Eddie Merckx and Bernardino they're going to be there and those yeah, names are going to be legends true. nobody will have met them true. I've got to go alright I'm going to go and get, I'm going to wait by the side of the road and get a taxi I'm going to try anyway good luck man I'm going to get to the palace so you're flying back to bus, London and then Taiwan yeah. after Taiwan oh yeah after Taiwan of course you are yeah, yeah, yeah. after Taiwan chapter 3 baby yeah, yeah. alright well I'll go and find out what, what the Tour de France is all about we'll and I'll you know send us a when you if you, get a, if you get a chance to look at the route when it's announced do a little voice note Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give well, us I'm your reaction. The airport, at Give it. us your reaction. I'll put it in the pod. Okay. See ya. Ciao. Well, I made it to the, the Palais des Congrès, uh, just to the west of uh, the Arc de Triomphe, um, about a kilometre to the west, uh, with a few minutes to spare. I had to get a taxi because I'd just simply run out of time and I, I couldn't schlep down to the metro. And it was a hair-raising taxi journey with this absolutely incensed taxi driver who just railed about uh, the, the massive exponential increase in cyclists <laughs> uh, that are on the streets of, the, of Paris after the several interventions down the recent years of Anne Hidalgo. So it has, has made a big difference, but it's also made one particular taxi driver's life hell, he reckons. Anyway, so, so it's pretty hair-raising stuff. And I've made it to the, the Palais des Congrès, picked up my accreditation, my literal never strays far accreditation, official accreditation, unbelievable. Second time I've done that. Like Paris-Roubaix a couple of years ago was the first time I had an official Never Strays Far accreditation. But here I am at the, uh, in the Palais des Congrès, this, this hall that seats three and a half thousand people and it's filling up. It is, I mean, I haven't been here for years and years and years, probably well over 10 years since I last came to one of these events. They are mind-blowing in their scale. It's just incredible. You do wonder who everyone is. Um, I haven't seen any of the riders yet, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see who turns up and whether Jonas will... Uh, Jonas? will be here today. I'm really looking forward to this uh, route presentation though. David uh, is probably on his way to the airport now and uh, hopefully he's got one eye on it. So, 
I'll try and, I'll try, I don't know how to do this really I might try and do some sort of like running commentary but that might be a bit weird and annoying for the people sat next to me so uh, we'll just play it by ear Okay, I think uh, things are about to start. The lights have gone out, the music is incredibly loud, and someone's about to appear on stage, I think, any second now. And here he comes. It's the American fella with the ponytail. Muted applause. He's wearing a sharp blue suit with uh, white trainers. So some of the riders being introduced onto the stage now. Mark Cavendish has uh, just been introduced to the crowd on stage. This is amazing, I've never seen this before. There are so many riders here, they're being paraded one by one across the stage and introduced to the to the crowd. I've never seen it done like this before. It's quite impressive actually. Here comes Valentin Madwas. One woman, one man, sort of alternating all the way. Lotte Kopecki being introduced now, the world champion. Staying in David Miller's hotel and uh, obviously part of the Velodors uh, thing last night. Here comes Jonas Vingegaard. So he's turned up to this. Wearing a black polo neck, black uh, or dark blue blazer, black jeans. Here comes Demi Vollering, uh, the winner of the Tour de France. So the two Tour de France winners on stage now and being introduced to the crowd. So the mayor of Rotterdam is just a part of the stage, uh, having announced that the Tour de France femme will be hosting uh, uh, will be hosted by Rotterdam for the Grand Départ. So it's going to start in the Netherlands, the Tour de France Femme. Uh, just seeing a little um, bicycle related video, which is fair enough. So it's the first time that Rotterdam has had the Tour de France since uh, the men's race went there in 2010. So uh, it starts in Rotterdam and then it finishes stage one in The Hague. Next day it sets off from Dordrecht. seeing an animation and it finishes back in uh, the centre of Rotterdam so two pan flat stages at the beginning of the race stage three then setting off from Rotterdam crisscrossing the city and that is an individual time trial by the looks of it although I didn't actually say that so it looks like two opportunities for the sprinters possibly and then a short individual time trial next stage finishes in Liège and then it sets off from Bastogne to Amneville Remiron is the next stage starts, rolling terrain here. And the Alps looming up in the distance, that finishes at Mortal. Champagnol is the next stage start as we head into the hills. Right into the Alps and it's a finish at Le Grand Bonon, which is of course so well known from so many editions of the Tour de France. And then, well, we have anticipated that it's going to be a big GC showdown at the top of Alpe d'Huez and uh, we're just following this animated yellow route now to... Yep, by the looks of it, that is Alpe d'Huez. That is it. So, that gets a big round of applause. Two days in the Alps then to round it all off. Le Grand Bonneau and then one ascent and summit finish of Alpe d'Huez. We can turn our attention to the men and um, after, frankly, some interminable speeches by the, uh, the Mayor of Florence, uh, who will be hosting the Grand Depart, and then the Mayor of uh, Nice, which will be hosting, of course, the, the finish of the race. Um, <laughs> Christian Prudhomme's come back on stage, he's just checking his watch, because he doesn't want to jump the gun, I don't think, with the, uh, the actual route announcement. Uh, so he's just counting down the seconds. I think, I think we're good to go. So... I'm going to run the VT and I'll, I'll try and whisper into this microphone and uh, talk you through it. Here we go then. Dramatic music. The Conte Pine, Florence, Emilia Romagna, 2024. So the camera zooms in on Italy, hosting the Grande Pine for the first time in history. 
exactly 100 years after Ottavio Bottecchia won the Tour de France in 1924, thereby becoming the first Italian winner of the Tour de France. These things matter. This is the way the history of the race is written. And currently we're seeing uh, the Duomo in the middle of Florence being kind of like constructed in a sort of 3G CGI sort of a way. Anyway, stage one gets underway out of Florence. Uphill straight away by the looks of it. Rolling terrain on stage one. And some not insubstantial climbs to get up and over. Finishing down on the coast in Rimini. Then Cesenatico, just up from Rimini, is where the stage two will start. Running into Emilia Romagna. Be an opportunity for the sprinters potentially i think with a finish in bologna although i don't know well i'll be honest i kind of gave up um trying to trying to follow the 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 route and sort of talk you through it with the men's race um managed to just about do it with the women's race couldn't do it with the men's race it just went too fast and it was too bewildering and everything <clears throat> but just kind of summarize what i saw off the top of my head starting obviously in them in florence that's a hard first stage um and the second stage has got a few complications as well uh, into um, Bologna with a little circuit at the end. First stage finishes down on the coast in Rimini. Um, but there's a lot of climbing to be done before they can get there. So I'm jumping around a bit here. And the third stage into Turin should be a sprint probably. Um, then you're into the Alps. Um, for a couple of days as the race kind of shoots north. So some serious climbing on stage four already and five. Uh, is not straightforward. Actually, it's five straight, I can't remember. Then there's a couple of opportunities for the sprinters before the first individual time trial, which is 25 kilometers long and flat. Um, then, again, the race route completely sort of misses out Northern France and Brittany. Shoots back down then into the Massif Central, where there's a really difficult stage that goes over the Puy-Marie, um, Puy um, one of three climbs and finishes into, I uh, can't remember the name of the place, thank you. That's really good, isn't it? Lyon. Um, and then um, a couple more opportunities for sprinters, one in Po, and then we're into the Pyrenees. Two really hard days in the Pyrenees, going over the Tourmalet. Oh, by the way, they're taking the Galibier in the first visit to the Alps as well. Um, not to finish, obviously, but you know, you've already, I think, is it on stage four? They go over the Galibier? Yeah, stage four. Anyway, taking the Tourmalet on the first day in the Pyrenees to a finish at saint lary soulon a Plan d'Adé finish, which has been used a lot in recent years. Um, and then there's a finish at Plateau de Bay, which again you'll be familiar with uh, the following day. And then there's a rest day. Then there's a um, uh, probable sprint into Nîmes, although that's kind of potential for wind. Uh, and, then, and then you're back into the Alpes Maritimes for this kind of like really, 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 really hard finale. Can't stress how difficult it is. You know, the last three days of the race are big full on GC days with a, a big summit finish to Isola 2000s. Um, that goes on a day where they go over the Col de la Bonnette as well. Um, and then really hard stage 20 back into the, into the, uh, into the Alpes Maritimes, uh, the Cuyol climb. So that's a little summit finish with a lot of climbing to do for then. And then the, the final individual time trial, which is 34 kilometers in length from Monaco to Nice over the, um, the, the Tourby and the Col d'Aise. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a fair old amount of time trialing. Um, a lot of climbing and I think roughly eight, roughly eight um, uh, sprint stages potentially, which is actually quite a generous, it's quite generous um, in terms of opportunities, especially for Mark Cavendish, I think, from a lot of people's perspectives, wondering what he'll ever, whether he'll um, get an opportunity to, to try and get that elusive 35th victory. Um, and anyway, I... I, I full use of my amazing accreditation and went backstage to the mixed zone and stood alongside um, uh, such luminaries as Jeremy Whittleland and Peter Cossins um, in the uh, right at the far end of the mixed zone it was huge um, where all the press the written press hang around and um, uh, we had a quick word with um, with Mark Cavendish so hard it's so hard it's actually I'm in a bit of shock actually it's so hard how many how many sprint opportunities do you see there? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a couple. There's, yeah, there's a few. Like, there's a few, but you've got to get to them. <laughs> That's the problem, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. Mm. What do you think of the start in Italy, Mark? That's um, it's super nice. Yeah. It's, it's right by my home for many years, like only a few kilometers away. So I know the I know the first kilometers very well. It makes no difference, so you know <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> start starts hard, finishes hard. Is a hard deal. But it'd be beautiful in Italy, you know. Um, the Giro is always an incredible race. Um, and uh, I know the Tuscan people just haven't lived there. They just love cycling, you know. It's, it's, it's really quite special. Do you think you're going to have to wait until the other side of the Alps before the sprinters get their first sort of nailed on chance, or how do you read it? No, I think Tonino should offer a, yeah. a chance, really. Yeah. Yeah, that might be special, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So no regrets, <laughs> having seen the route. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm conscious of using print, so I can't make quotes that just look different in print than a yeah. thing. But it's a, it's a difficult Tour de France, yeah. You know, it'd be more comfortable. Um, Can you tell us anything about your programme, that what you anticipate doing sort of prior to July? Really That'd be a no. <laughs> yeah, not really. No. Is that because it's not fixed, or it's just you'd prefer to keep it under yeah, yeah. under wraps? No, it's, it's kind of. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of still in the process. We know roughly what we're doing, but uh, yeah. we're here to talk about the Tour de France now. So, a word, a word <laughs> on the team, just quickly. You signed another guy, Rudiger Selig, today. Got, I mean, you've got a hell of a lot of good lead-out riders by the look of it. Now it was almost a sprint team entirely. I think. Yeah, there's Canter there as well. I think the two German guys they should work together. A good, good group. We've seen a lot of the new guys, and yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm here to talk about the tour. <laughs> 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 you know, I don't want to go. Nice to see you again, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Well, that was the sound of a, uh, a little jazz, jazz, folk, folky jazz, no, folk really, wasn't it, um, combo from Ukraine who were busking in one of the endless corridors of Châtelier, the metro station where I changed uh, from the, the number one line to the number four line uh, to make my way, as I've done so many times in the past, to the Gare du Nord. Um, I've just... Stopped it. There's, there's half a dozen cafes, isn't there? If you know that. Um, facing the uh, facing the, the the main entrance of the Gare du Nord, uh, which are places that down the years I have resorted to eating my a very late lunch on many an occasion. But I think the last time I actually sat down and ate a meal in any of them, which I've just done, was in 2012. In 2012 was the last time that the um, the Tour de France finished. Uh, in the afternoon and um, which meant that we could actually there was enough time just about to pack up the show and get to the Gare du Nord for the last train home to London and I remember I remember sitting there and having a quick meal with my ex-boss Brian Venner and, uh, and I remember the numbers of British fans who were still kind of like in cloud cuckoo land over what they just witnessed on the Champs-Élysées with uh, Bradley Wiggins and Mark Cavendish etc um uh, yeah, it's just occurred to me, David's, David's promised to actually send me a voice note um, f- about the, his, his appreciation of the route of the Tour de France. He's entirely spurious, isn't it? Because he's, as he explained, he's on a plane to Taiwan. So uh, that's not going to happen. He'll be in the air for 10 hours. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to get their podcast up in a few hours from now as I jump on a train uh, to Dortmund, which is curiously, actually, it's curiously long. It's going to go all the way via Brussels. Um, and it's going to take the best part of five hours, and it's by far the quickest um, way of getting from Paris to Dortmund, which kind of surprised me. But um, Thales, the, the Belgian railways, by the way, have merged. Or I, I don't know what the details of the deal are. I don't even know why I'm talking about it particularly. But they've merged with Eurostar, which I find kind of vaguely thrilling. I don't quite know why. Because um, of all the European trains, the ones I like taking the best are Thales trains. Um, and I've even, even paid a couple of extra quid, and it's not much to go first class, so I'm going to sink into a red velvet seat very shortly. Uh, but that was it, a brief 24 hours in Paris. Uh, and it's been fun, it's been interesting, and it's kind of like returning once again to, you know, just place my fingers on the touchstone, the 
cobbled touchstone of the Champs Elysees, basically, and which we won't be returning to, of course, for the first time in the history of the Tour de France. It's going to finish outside of Paris next year because of the Olympic Games. So it's going to be truly historic. There was a lot made by Christian Prudhomme in the in the route presentation. I didn't quite follow of the fact that it's the 111th edition of the Tour de France. Um, and, and and it's one plus one plus one. He kept saying, and I, I couldn't quite figure out what the what the point he was trying to make was there. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll 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 go with it. I, I kind of like the 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 route of the Tour de France. Looking for, I'm genuinely looking forward to going back to the north and to Brittany, which they absolutely have to do in 2025. For heaven's sake, they can't ignore that part of the country for for more than two successive years. Um, but I, I, um, I think it's full of intrigue. And there's that gravel. There is, I forgot to mention, there's a gravel sector as well, which kind of is going to be... Uh, or a, st- a stage with um, lots of gravel in it. So I think it's the Trois-Toutois stage. Uh, and it's got over 30 kilometres, I think, of gravel. Um, yes, ah, now, yes. And just before I sign off, I'm, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to go to a darts tournament. That's why I'm heading to Dortmund for the next four days, the European Championship Finals in Dortmund be doing the darts on the telly penultimate TV tournament but um, that's not what I wanted to say what I did want to say was uh, this that we were overwhelmed at the road book by not only the numbers of people who pre-ordered the 2023 book but also the numbers of you lot that took up the um, £10 offer discount offer on the 2023 road book so many of you did it and it made a huge difference to us and our little cottage industry and project um so much so that we have decided to extend, I say we, the people who actually run the show, not just me, I'm just the editor, just do the words, but um, th- th- they, <laughs> uh, the opposite of we, have decided to extend and kind of enhance the offer to never stress for our listeners. So the entire range of our books from 1989, which is our historic blue book, through to 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022 and 2023, all now feature £10 off to Never Strays Far listeners and so go to the Roadbook website and um, get involved and use the um, use the checkout code NSF2023 um, but that will give you 10 quid off the entire range and and most of the other well I, I don't know I haven't checked but I know that um, other historic editions so not this year's are already discounted so that will get you £10 further discount so get on get involved with that um, also I'm going to put in the show notes. We're still selling print-on-demand T-shirts and merch, uh, which have been very popular as well. Uh, go to the show notes and check out. So on the Chapter 3 website. So if you go to the Chapter 3 website with all their amazing offers and you search for Never Strays Far merch, you'll find it there, the T-shirts. But we're also um, going to be experimenting as winter settles in with beanie hats and uh, sweatshirts in the coming weeks. So watch this space. Um, right, that's it. I'm, going, I'm gazing up at the uh, recently cleaned facade of the, uh, the Gardinor with its, uh, with its one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine statuesque women at the top uh, of, its, of its facade representing the cities that you can reach uh, from the Gardinor. And from right to left, that means Cologne, Berlin, Vienna? No, surely not. Uh, Londres, that means London, Bruxelles, where I'm heading uh, en route to, and I can't read the rest, too far away, uh, en route to Dortmund. I'm rambling now, I'm rambling. I've enjoyed this pod, um, and I will uh, speak to you all anon and hopefully get Pete back on board. Don't don't you know where Pete is? No idea. And David's in the air, and I'm about to get on a train. Ciao. Um, Stop, press. Pete and David have sent their reactions in. Well, well, well boys there we have it and fellow listeners sort of france route has been released i think it's uh hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com honestly i think it's an absolute belter of a route and the, f- the first thing that actually sprung to mind was a conversation that 
we were having, Ned and David, on the way back from one of the, on the way to the next finish in the tour this year on, the, on one of our many journeys in the car, was your words, Ned, and it was, they can't possibly miss out the north of France again. They, they, they can't do it. It's unheard of. They can't do it two years in a row. Uh, well, the northwest of France, anyway, the Bretagne region, um, where we often see crosswinds, but, but they have. And I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad, bad situation at all. I think it, I think the route's the route's great for many reasons. I mean the the gravel stage, epic, absolutely epic. I mean my days as a rider, I didn't really agree with them in Grand Tours. Um, I used to love to race them. I did the Strada Bianchi stage in the Giro two thousand eleven, and it was it was quality, absolutely a brilliant stage. However, as a rider, I used to think it was it would be unfair to lose the Tour de France because of a mechanical puncture on, um, yeah, on a, on a gravel section. And, you know, you can, yeah, you can mechanical and have a puncture at any point in the Tour de France, but the problem is the cars are always so far back, neutral service isn't always dependable. And, yeah, it doesn't always sit quite right with, um, with everyone, but nonetheless... Sport seems to be going all directions. Gravel, doesn't it? So why the hell not? And actually, on my way back from Lombardia, driving back um, through France, I looked out my right window and seen the most amazing... Could be a completely different region. But seen the most amazing gravel section that's, that just went on for kilometres and kilometres. And I thought, wow, why has there never been a sort of Strada Bianchi, like, French version. But anyway, nonetheless, um, anything to kind of, yeah, make it complicated for, for Jumbo Visma, it seems. Um, another reason why I absolutely love the route is because it's visiting Isla 2000, uh, a place where I have done so many training camps with li- living in Nice in my, in my uh, Team Sky days. It's about a two-hour two hour drive up the valley from Nice, incredible climbs around that around that area, and I was always baffled to to why the Tour de France had well didn't visit visit there in in my career anyway. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic that they go in there. Um, again, that allows them to do a stage in Nice, um, with also um, a, a regular training climb, the Col de Torini. I think that will be a very exciting stage. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I'm really happy. Really excited with the route, almost, almost as excited as you, Ned. Although perhaps, maybe not quite as much. Not yet, but I will be by July. So yeah, all in all, get a big, big thumbs up from me. This is David Miller reporting from my mum's house in London after leaving Paris this morning after Velodor. I... Uh, managed to watch the presentation thanks to the wonders of technology uh, in my taxi uh, at check-in through security and then sitting at my gate it went on forever I forgot how long the Tour de France presentation is and just how grandiose it is what wasn't grandiose was the um, the Florence video I thought that was a real letdown it kind of felt like super Italian school project kind of compared to all the slickness of ASO and the French production. Kind of counterintuitive when you'd expect them to do something really magnificent. The Nice video afterwards, on the other hand, was brilliant. Chapeau Nice. Um, Overall, I have to say, it was like a greatest hits Tour de France. When I was going like each stage, you were like, what the hell? What's coming next? I kind of, my, my first takeaway was, this is a bonkers Tour de France. There's no rhyme or reason or that usual sort of structure to it where you have the whole race sort of pivoting around the Alps and the Pyrenees. It's I've never seen a Tour de France so eclectic. Uh, it's almost like you've got a series, like three one-week races. Um, I mean, that first week is madness. Uh, if we start at the beginning, I thought, actually, I know I've already read that Mark Cavendish is saying that's a hardest Tour de France, and Ned has already spoken to him. But uh, in a way, I was thinking that's maybe a good thing that it's not a sprint the first day, because 
you know, gives a couple of days to ride into it and you don't have that unbearable stress going into it as a sprinter, sprinting for the yellow jersey on the first day, because that first day is hellish. Uh, I know that region well and it's going to be a toughie. Um, then, yeah, then the other few other highlights, I think, was the fact that they've gone back to original Tour de France, trying to take ownership of gravel. That's good. Um, because, let's face it, the Tour de France is gravel. So it's nice that they're, they're going back to their roots and just reminding everybody that stage is going to be brilliant. Um, looks beautiful as well. Uh, other than that, I think it's just going to be an absolute mad three weeks. Uh, I've never seen a Tour de France like it. It's, uh, as I said, it's like a greatest hits. Something of everything. Apart from the north and west of France, again, um, that's pretty weird. But And I think also contrary to, to this year, it's a, it's a fair schlepping around by the looks of it. The, uh, the final as well, coming into that final few days. Wow. I mean, it's not it's uh, it's just not over till it's over, is it? I mean, they really have. I mean, it's not, and it's quite cool because it's not in the way where it's just one definitive stage. In that final week, there's a lot of complications and we might actually have a Tour de France which is going to be decided by that final time trial again. I hope so. Um, and I don't think it's a sort of tour either where you can just wait for that final time trial. It's as we saw Primoz Roglic do at the Giro this year. Um or even Tadi Pogacar when he won his first tour. That was all his whole tactic was to wait for that final time trial. There's just too much going on beforehand. So yeah, all in all, um, I'm giving that top marks. Uh, and I think it's uh, an unprecedented Tour de France. It's going to be brilliant. And something for everyone, especially for us, the commentators, and you listeners, the spectators. Chapeau, Christian Prudhomme and Thierry Gouvenou.